Good morning, everybody. On that lovely note, welcome to worship this morning here at First Parish in Concord, Massachusetts, Unitarian Universalist. I am the Reverend Liz Weber. I am the Minister for Pastoral Care here. Let's go around our circle and I'll invite our other worship leaders to all introduce themselves. And first, I'm going to jump to Adrian. Welcome back, Adrian. Do you want to say good morning to folks? Good morning. If you didn't know, I'm a 10-month out of 12-month position, and I'm so glad to be back for what's going to be a very exciting autumn. Great. And Adrian is going to be on the chat this morning talking to you all, and Amy also will. So, Amy, do you want to go next? Sure. Good morning. I'm Amy Friedman. I serve as your Minister of Religious Education, and I'm joining you from my mom's home in Newport today. It is truly amazing how many different places the people are joining us from today, and it is good to be together. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Beth. Good morning, everyone. I'm delighted to join you from my home in Acton this morning, and um, Delighted to uh, welcome Mary Jane Rupert, um, who's playing harp for us this morning, a special treat. And that was recorded in her home in Cambridge. Welcome, everybody, this morning. Great. And Sarah, do you want to say hi? Good morning. It's good to be with you this morning. And Sarah is one of our steady tech folks who makes this all run as smoothly as is possible in the Zoom world. So from all of us to all of you, all of us being spread across the Eastern time zone, to all of you spread across not just the Eastern time zone, but all the way out in Colorado, probably farther, maybe down into towards the Gulf or out overseas, welcome to worship this morning. Our call to worship is from Reverend Dr. Carolyn Owen Toll. She writes, Come into this house of worship. Come in, bringing all of who you are. Rest and quiet your weak, worn spirit. For you are here to touch again eternal springs of hope and renewal. Calm your hurried pace. For this hour, let the cares, the fretfulness, and the worry be set aside. Forgive yourself. You are so very worthy of moving on, of making new efforts, of trying again. Know that you are not alone. There is strength and caring support for you here. You will find comfort if you but ask. You are part of potential community. You can make of it what you will. Let's continue to create community here together. As Liz mentioned, we are attending this service from so many different geographical locations. I just saw New Mexico pop up on the chat. It is good to know in these times that we are connected by this thin thread of technology and that we can be together. And the ritual that unites us as Unitarian Universalists, of course, is the lighting of the chalice each week. And so I invite you in your home or wherever you are to, if you have a chalice or a candle and you'd like to light it right now, let's do that to further unite us in this worship space. 
And please join me in sharing the chalice response. O flame of our faith, open our hearts and fill our bodies and souls with persistent strength. Enliven our spirits and engage us deeply in this life of ours, this sacred essential moment now. And now I will ask you to join in another ritual that we share, which is of singing together. And we can sing together even when we can't hear one another. Um, this is a song of invitation. This is a song of hope, a song of justice. Um, it comes to us from the American slavery period. It is a classic African-American spiritual, come and go with me to that land. Uh, if you will know it very well by the end of the song, uh, it's a zipper song that the, the uh, words change each verse. So please join me and sing out in your own place. Come and go with me to that land. today, we have been talking about persistence. We've been persisting in our theme of persistence and exploring how we can keep on keeping on when things get hard. 
we talked already about the importance of spirituality and our church community. We talked about ways to get centered and grounded when we feel really thrown off course, especially how we can bring our bodies back to a place that's more grounded and comfortable. And we talked about the importance of working together and community organizing. This week, I want to talk about getting support. And I have three stories from my own life to share with you about getting support from people who care about you and how that can help us persist. So the first story that I want to share is about this little ring. This is a key ring, and it has all these little paper tabs on it. Whoops, most of them have a picture or a sticker. Um, some of them have a little quote, like this one says, this one says the greatest obstacle to your success is probably you. Um, but uh, some of them are gentler than that. Um, sometimes we do get it in our own ways. And then they've got these little beads and trinkets on them. And this keychain is from when I was a kid. It's from when I was a gymnast. And our coach would give us a little tag for every event to encourage us when we were in a competition. And she would give us these beads to celebrate when we made a personal best or when we um, accomplished something great as a team. And I brought this because my coach Linda was somebody who cared a lot about how we did as athletes, but she also really cared about how we were as people and about how we believed in ourselves and learned to work towards our goals, how we supported each other as teammates, and how we asked for help when we were working towards a new goal, how we learned to not give up, even if we fell off the beam again and again and again, getting brave enough to move from the low beam where it was safe if you fell off, you knew the ground wasn't too far away, to moving up to the high beam where if you fell off, ground was pretty far and you might be a little bit more likely to get hurt. But finding a place where we could find that persistence in ourselves and support our teammates and ask them to support us when we were working on those new skills and when we were in a competition and everywhere in between. So seeing this and remembering my coach Linda made me wonder for you whether you're a kid or a grown-up or somewhere in between, who are the adults in your life who can offer you support? And I know right now, you might or might not see them very often. You probably don't see them very often face-to-face. -face. You might or might not even get to see them on Zoom or FaceTime or anything. But I bet they're still there for you and still care about you. And I bet they would love it if you knew that they're there for you. So you could definitely reach out to them if you wanted. And I also wonder if you have a little trinket at home, maybe like a key ring or a teddy bear or a card that somebody sent you that reminds you of those grown-ups. And if you have that, then later this afternoon, you could go get it and put it in a special place by your bed or somewhere else that you'll see it more often this week. Just to be able to remember that 
even when we can't get together face-to-face, -face, all of these grown-ups are still here to support you. And I hope you know how much me and Amy and Howard and everybody at First Parish that we're part of those grown-ups for you too. There's a song that Bill Withers taught us or wrote for us that reminds us that we're all together, all here for one another. Just join me in a couple of the of choruses from Bill Withers' Lean on me. Lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. For it won't be long till I'm gonna need somebody to lean on. Lean on me when you're not strong. Our reading this week comes from Reverend Richard Gilbert. I think it's actually sort of a Unitarian Universalist myth, or at least an apocryphal story, but I learned it through his writing. He tells of a little boy whose mother sent him out on an errand to go get some flour or something from the corner store. So the boy sets out. He's gone pretty long, and his mom starts to get worried. When he finally returns, his mom is relieved that he's safe. But she asks, honey, what took so long? And he says, well, I stopped because my friend, she was on her bike, but then her bike was broken. And so she was there in her yard, and I stopped to help her. And her mom said, well, honey, that was really sweet. That was really nice. but..." Um, I don't get it. You don't, you don't know how to fix a bike. And he said, I know, but I didn't stop to fix the bike. I stopped for my friend. I stopped to help her cry. Once I tried to run a very difficult mile. I was in high school and a gymnast, as you've heard, and I signed up for the jock gym class. It was me and my friend Sarah and one or two other girls in a sea of athletic boys. And um, I wasn't really a jock, but I liked the challenge of it. We did a lot of conditioning, a lot of weight lifting and working out, and part of our grade was how much we improved from the beginning of the semester to the end. So how many push-ups could you do? How many sit-ups? How fast could you run a mile? At the end of the semester, when it was time to do that retest for the mile, I woke up in the morning feeling a little out of sorts, like 
maybe I was coming down with a head cold. But I thought I might not, and I thought I might be sick. I might not be able to run this mile. But I thought, well, I'll see. And I went through the day and I started to feel better. And by the time gym class came around, I thought, I'm kind of borderline, but I might be able to do this. So I talked to the teacher and he said, well, you can either do it now or take it again later when you're feeling better. It's your choice. But if you take it, if you start running the mile now, you have to finish or else you'll get a zero. Now, I'm not sure why, but I decided to go ahead and run that mile. Maybe I wanted to prove that I could do it, that I wasn't a wimp. I'm not sure what I was thinking. Maybe I just thought I was feeling fine. Today, looking back, I can say it would have been probably better to have waited, not to have tried to be so persistent, probably would have been healthier, would have been easier, and that it wasn't that I would have been a wimp or anything. It would have been that I was taking care of my body, taking care of myself, and that would have actually been a very good thing. But for whatever reason, I decided to give it a try. So our class, we all walked out to the track. It was one of those around the football field where four laps made a mile. The teacher blew his whistle, and we were off. And the first lap was all right. And I thought to myself, yeah, I knew I could do it. But the second lap was harder. I started to lose my stamina. My feet felt heavier and my breath came harder. I it was slowing down. And towards the end of that lap, I felt a rush from behind because my classmates were starting to pass me. I was not yet halfway through, but they were lapping me. And then they were finishing. And that third lap, it was even worse. It was one of the hardest physical tasks that I've ever accomplished. And I say that as someone who once did 70 push-ups. It was really, really hard, and my stamina was gone. My lungs and feet and throat, everything just felt so depleted. And I was about ready to give up, to admit that I wasn't well but I couldn't do it. And then I felt somebody come up from behind. It was my friend Sarah, who was a fellow gymnast. She came, she'd already finished, but she came and she set pace with me. I realized that I had felt lonely as well as feeling physically exhausted. I had been fighting to figure out if I could finish, knowing that I didn't want the zero, but also that I wasn't sure I could keep going. And then here was Sarah. Hi, she said quietly. You're doing great. 
I know this is really hard. And I believe in you, and I know you can do it. I didn't say anything back because I couldn't, but my heart lifted a little and my feet felt a little lighter. Sarah kept running with me. She would be silent for a stretch and then offer more encouragement. And I found myself able to go on. As we rounded the final curve of that fourth lap, all of my classmates were there at the finish line waiting for me and cheering me on. They started shouting, you can do it, just a little more, you can do it. And as I crossed the line and completed the test, they cheered. Sarah and I walked it off. It really was one of the hardest physical tasks I've ever accomplished. I don't know if it was worth it, but I'd done it. And the thing that made it possible was having Sarah there. Alone, I would have been ready to give up, but with support, I could keep going. I have one more story for you today. It's from, it's from over a decade ago now when my partner died. Katie died in the summer and then um, in the fall, I was at some church event. This was before I went into ministry. So I was at my church as a member and um, there was a, a evening gathering where we gathered together and made soup together. And at the end, of the night, there was leftover soup. And so we started boxing it up in Tupperware containers, thinking that we could leave some for the soup kitchen that we hosted and some people could take some home. And at that point, my grief was still heavy and heavy enough that I wasn't really back to cooking regularly good meals. But I felt shy about saying that. It felt like I was supposed to be in a different place or was supposed to not need help in this way. I thought the soup would be good, but I hesitated. And then I figured, it's there. Why not ask? And so I said to my minister, who was spooning out the soup into this Tupperware, I said, Kim, I'm not really cooking yet. Could I have some soup? And she gave me some soup and probably a little extra. And it was sustaining. It was nourishing for body and nourishing for spirit. And I got that support because I reached out. Sometimes someone just comes up and runs beside us, setting pace. Or a friend stops to help us cry when our bicycle is broken. And sometimes we need to reach out ourselves. Maybe that's because people don't know what's been going on. We haven't shared it yet. Or maybe we just need to reach out again. But either way, support in our lives is so important in helping us be able to persist. So I think back on my life and the people who have been there with me through the days and the weeks the months and the years. And I invite you to let someone come to your mind and to share that in the chat now. I'll read our responses in a moment. Who has been at your side through the weeks and the months and the years? 
There are many, many excellent responses here in the chat, and I invite you to read along with me or continue reading later. And I invite you to keep reflecting on who has been there for you or who you might reach out to if you are in need now. Some of your responses are my sisters, my son, First Parish Choir, my spouse, my neighborhood, my mother, Rob and Seth, my siblings, my friend Matt, my dearest cousin Robin, my surrogate mom, each other, so many friends and well-wishers, family and close friends, my friend who always tries to say yes when I invite her to do things with me, my grandmother Nana, my first and second husband, my daughter, many people at different times, first parish in many manifestations, my friends in Mexico who helped me when I first moved here, I broke my wrist and they took me to the doctor's appointments and had me stay in their home until I was on my feet again. Peter says Jan and Jan says Peter. My husband, my daughter, sister, and my dear bubble friends. My fellow horsewoman, my kid, my COVID pod. And there's so many more responses. So I invite you to keep thinking about those, keep sharing them. But I invite you now to sing together. Our next hymn is When I Am Frightened. It's a recording sung by our children's choir back in 2009 under Gail Carey's direction. Let's sing together. Will you be strong for 
let's just let that linger in our hearts, huh? And let's join together in a time of prayer as that echoes. Each week, I invite you to share with me what you would like me to share on your behalf with your fellow parishioners that we can hold each other in community and support each other. This week, we have two pieces of sad news. One is that Bill Seaver had a heart cardiac event on Thursday, and he is now recovering at Leahy Hospital. But Bill, we've seen that you're here with us, and that's so good. Bill and Sherry both welcome our messages of support by email or text, for example, but ask for no phone calls right now. Bill Villers is also in the hospital this week. He had surgery to remove a cancerous tumor on his lung. So we send our support to Bill and Sherry and to Phil and Kate. I wonder who else you would like to lift up, and I invite you to call their name or type it into the chat now. and persistence. We come to you in prayer. We come to you offering the meditations on our hearts. We hope for good healing for Bill and for Phil that they may feel our love across the distance through the walls of hospitals. We hope for good stamina for Bill and Sherry both and for Phil and Kate both. We pray that they can all feel our love and that everyone whose name has been lifted up this morning in the chat or aloud in our homes 
can feel held in the support of a loving spiritual community and the support of family and friends and in support of the spirit. I pray also for our wider world, and I think this morning especially of everyone who has been impacted or is worried about their homes and places they love out west with all of the fires, down in the Gulf, in Puerto Rico, in our state where they are anticipating the potential of not one but two simultaneous hurricanes. And folks in Iowa, some still without power after the derecho. As our world remains interconnected, and as we see that in ways that are more and more immediate as we connect on Zoom, May we let the impact of our interconnectedness wash through us. May we hold fast to our connections and offer support to each other. Wherever we are, when we are frightened, when we are angry, when we are troubled, May we be there to support each other. May we learn to love as well as we can. May we welcome the presence of a friend setting pace beside us or stopping to help us cry. May we ask also for the support that we need. May this gathered community remain a source of love in our lives and may we offer our love to one another. Let us abide in this love together in quiet for a moment.
if here you have found harmony or caring or support, I ask you to support your community now. We take an offering each week, and that is the money that we use to sustain the church year after year. Your pledges and your donations are greatly appreciated. I invite you to give by text. Even if that's a new thing, why not try it out? The number to text is 978-712-2043. That'll be in the chat as well. Um, you just want to have your credit card ready the first time you do it, or if you're returning, having not done it a while, you can type in edit to the text message to make sure your information is still correct. But however you give, thank you for what you give. Thank you, Mary Jane. 
We are coming to the end of our service and have a few invitations to offer before we end and with one last song. Uh, just a reminder that there is a lot happening here uh, during the week um, and that we're here every Sunday. Uh, you can keep track of what's going on and get more information by checking the FP Weekly and the RE News, which come to you by email every week. And if you're missing those, please check your spam folder. Um, things sometimes end up there when we don't intend them to. Um, so check the FP Weekly and RE News for more information. Next week uh, is a special Sunday. We will be honoring Doug Baker as he, our sexton and curator, as he will be retiring at the end of this month after 40 years serving as our sexton and curator. So I encourage you to come back for that special service. Howard, Dana will be back with us and Gary Smith will be preaching. So it will be an extra special Sunday. And that afternoon, there will be a chance for us to honor Doug in person, but socially distanced. There'll be a, a parade of cars going by First Parish to honor Doug uh, starting at 2.30 in the afternoon. And again, if you'd like more information about that event, check out the FP Weekly. There's information about the timing and who to contact to say you'll be planning to come. So let's make next Sunday a day to celebrate Doug Baker. After this service, there are two opportunities for you to gather together face-to-face um, -face if you'd like. The first is the worship sharing circle, a weekly opportunity to reflect on the service um, in a structured way. And the Zoom uh, link for that will be appearing in the, on the screen during the offer, um, after the service and in the chat. And then also there's a, a coffee hour and I'm going to introduce Kate Svercek from our standing committee to tell us more about that coffee hour. Kate? Good morning, everyone. Uh, it is so good to be with you all. Um, as Beth said, I will be, as a member of the standing committee, your host for coffee hour this morning. So I look forward to seeing some of you. Almost got myself set up there. <laughs> so I'd like you all to join me for this final song. Uh, the song is by Joe Jenks of the group Brother Son. And it's called Come With Me. And uh, it, the, the verses in the chorus all have the same tune. I'd like you to join me on the chorus. And we'll sing that chorus through a couple times at the beginning, just so you get the words and can come in strong whenever it comes back. So if we could get that slide, we'll sing this through together twice. If you would listen the first time. Take, keep reaching for the dawn. I know alone that I will falter, but with a good friend near me, I will carry on. Join me. Will you come with me on this journey? With every breath we take, keep reaching for the dawn.
I feel the current raging around me. Try to summon up my strength once more. I am weary on this journey. Afraid I will not reach that distant shore. I cry for help. Feel like I'm sinking. There is no other soon in the worship sharing circle or the zoom coffee hour or sticking right here for the text chat but as you go know that I will be with you on this journey and that we can say yes to being here together on this journey go forth with peace in your whole self calm your hurried pace know that you are not alone and so carry the strength and caring support from this community into your life and share it with our wider world. Let's join together in our first parish benediction. Go out into the world in peace. 
have courage. Hold on to what is good. Return to no person evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor all beings. Oh, I'll take to the world.